you want to be seen as a thought leader? Maybe you're trying to rebrand to be ready for a new environment. Well, how do you do that? We ask a PI in PR. What does she say? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change you want to see. This episode is brought to you by Shift Shaper Strategies. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. Clarify your message so you win more clients, crush your sales goals, and build your practice. Learn more at shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now, here's your host, StoryBrand Certified Guide and Chief Transformation Strategist at Shift Shaper Strategies, David Saltzman. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're kind of taking a little bit of a turn and talking to someone that has a profession that you might not expect would intersect with what a lot of you do. And yet, all of her advice will be right on point and will matter for a lot of the things that you do, and more importantly, I think, for the things that you aspire to do. And today, we're talking with Andrea Pass, who is the owner of the eponymous Andrea Pass Public Relations, and she talks a lot about image, how and to whom you present yourself or your brand. Now, you all know that I work on message, but you need to get that message out, and you need to have the right spin on that message for the right people that you're talking to and the ones you want to influence, and that's where Andrea comes in. So with that long-winded introduction, welcome, Andrea. Thank you, David. I'm so thrilled to be with you today. It's our pleasure. So let's level set for folks. What is a publicist as opposed to an agent or pretty much anything else in the way of getting your message out? What, is a, what does a publicist do? I think that it's interesting because so many people compare public relations to advertising. In advertising, you buy a message. You could buy that time or that ad, and you know a certain message is going to be delivered that you've written and prepared. In public relations, my job is to secure editorial coverage for my clients, free editorial coverage, meaning a journalist will interview my client, and therefore it's growing that client's reputation by giving them that third-party editorial endorsement. So when you're watching TV or listening to a podcast or reading a blog story, 99% of that is placed there by a publicist who has pitched their client to be interviewed for that story. So my job is to work with my clients and to get them publicity, get them in the press, get them that third-party editorial endorsement that the clients can then in turn use on their website, use on their social media to increase their brand awareness, grow their reputation, and drive sales. So do you need, as the other end of that, as your client, do you need to have a book or something in particularly noteworthy or an angle that maybe folks are not taking advantage of but should? Do you have to have something that differentiates you? What differentiates you is your story. So if you're working with a good public relations consultant, that PR consultant is going to work with you to find out what is your story. What's the background that you have an expertise in? If you have a book, hey, that's great. Books are a great lead in to talk to the press, but your book has to be more recent. You don't want to book that was published five years ago. But if you have something new and interesting, a good public relations person will be able to take that angle 
and bring that angle to the press in what the press is working on now. So an example is I was talking to a client of mine earlier and we were talking about the topic of rebranding. So many people are rebranding during this COVID-19 time and how rebranding is to your advantage because it gives you that fresh start and it has you reaching potential new clients and new audiences. And one of the things I said to her was, well, we have a sports team, the Washington Redskins that are no longer going to be the Washington Redskins. What's going to happen as they rebrand? So she's going to be giving me points about rebranding, and I'm going to be able to reach the press and say, here's this expert who can give you insights into rebranding using the change that will happen for this sports team in the next few months. So we come up with those angles based on things happening in the news or things that would be important and relevant to journalists, hosts, producers, etc., so I'm not fishing for rates, but just out of curiosity, how do publicists get paid? Publicists vary in the way that they get paid. I work on a monthly retainer basis for a minimum of a six-month project. And some people will say, I can do something in one month. Well, that makes no sense because in one month, you might get a few interviews, but those interviews don't necessarily appear the minute you do the interview. If it's live television, true, yes, it will be live. But most of the interviews are recorded or there are conversations over the phone. And now there are a lot of email interviews for print that it takes time for that interview to appear. So if you're going to partake in a public relations campaign, you really need a minimum of six months to get started. Publicity is an ongoing process. It's not a one and done. And you want to stay relevant because you want to have interviews all the time about your business, your service, your product, your book, so that you're staying in the minds of consumers or potential clients. Is it being cumulative as important as it is being ongoing? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You want to build up what you're doing. You want more and more media outlets to talk about you or talk to you so that you're always there. You need to build that up. And And I remember a number of years ago, I had worked with a client of mine. He was in the as seen on TV industry. He was a marketer of these gadgets that you would buy from infomercials. And I worked with him on his first interview. And he was definitely rough around the edges. But as we worked together and as we did more interviews, he became comfortable and was able to truly get his story out, which turned him into being the thought leader in the industry. So because he was the one out there doing interviews and because I was out there publicizing him and booking the interviews, he became the expert when anyone wanted to talk about how inventions come to market as consumer products in the infomercial business. So it's a process that you can't be a thought leader in one day. You have to be a thought leader and an expert over time. And that's what makes you that expert or that sought after person to be interviewed or quoted in stories. So you have to be ready to take on a PR campaign that is going to be ongoing. And when you drop that PR campaign, you have to recognize that, well, for a little while, some people might still want to interview you. But if no one's out there pitching you like a PR person like I would be doing, then you are going to fall by the wayside and you are going to be forgotten. And the next person is be going to become that thought leader in that topic. 
That's interesting. I remember back a number of years ago, I was working for Humana and they took a whole bunch of us and got us what they called media trained. Is that part of a publicist's job as well? If you get somebody who's maybe got a great idea or a great story to use your parlance, and I'm all for stories, I'm, that's my whole stock and trade, but they're not comfortable with a microphone stuck in their face or being on camera. Do you either do media training for your clients or is that something that you arrange? How does that work? I personally do media training. So some PR people don't do media training, but I do media training. And right now I've been doing media training over the phone and we're having conversations and we're doing a Q&A and we're getting those message points clear. And first, if a client is not comfortable, I'll help them first determine those message points and we'll have them in writing. Because if you're doing an interview over the phone, or you're even doing an interview these days, you know, over Zoom or another system, you can have some notes next to you. So sometimes you get nervous. And especially for a client who's not experienced, media training is going to be very helpful. And some of the tips that I give people when it comes to media training are very simple tips. Talk to yourself in the mirror or on your camera or on your phone and make eye contact with yourself so that you're focused and you're saying your message. But remember, you don't want to go on and on and on. You want to say your point, your point is made, then let the interviewer ask the next question. And now, a word from our sponsor. It's a fact. Salespeople and organizations lose opportunities because they don't clearly communicate their value. In today's market, your story is your message. It should be crystal clear, perfectly arranged, and precisely targeted to attract the clients you want. As a certified story brand guide, we use the exclusive SB7 process to create that story and the websites and collateral that deliver it. If your message isn't cutting through the noise, we can help. Visit us at shiftshaperstrategies.com to learn how we can help you find, clarify, and deliver a message that wins clients, crushes sales goals, and builds your practice. In sales, if you confuse, you lose. So learn more and schedule that call today at shiftshaperstrategies.com. That's shiftshaperstrategies.com. And now back to our discussion. So I'm curious as to, since we're talking about doing things via Zoom and video conferencing and whatnot, which everybody's doing it now, not just the cool kids. Do you see a role in what you do for social media? And if so, what is that role? Because we hear loads of people talk about social media as though it's the holy grail. And I'm not on most days really sure that it is. What's your opinion? Well, it's interesting because for what I do in Andrea Pass Public Relations is traditional press. So I secure those interviews and coverage. And then I recommend to my clients to put them on their social media pages to increase the eyeballs or the ears or what have you to hear that interview or read that interview. So I don't do social media, but I believe that social media is important and should go hand in hand with a public relations campaign because of the fact that you want to drive more awareness to your social media pages to get your numbers up, your engagement up, and again, increase your reputation, keep yourself relevant and drive sales. So social media is important, but you also have to understand which platform is going to be the best social media platform for you to have. So for instance, if you are in the 40 plus demographic, Facebook is going to be your 
your place. If you're in that, you know, 18 to 36, 40, Instagram is going to be that place. YouTube covers everyone. Twitter has sort of died down in what it does. Pinterest is more for you if you're going to be doing crafts and recipes or fashion, something that's very a visual picture. So it really varies. But I have my clients take the press clippings that I get for them, the links, and put that link up on their social media pages. And it gives them additional content to use. And it gives them more opportunity for dialogue and engagement because what they're showing is a media outlet took the time to review their product, interview them, quote them, what have you. And therefore, that becomes an ongoing piece of their content on social media, breaks things up, from something that you might have a social media expert do that's just a pretty graphic. And when you are interviewed, that could be reposted in six weeks, in three months, in six months. If it's relevant content and it's not targeted to a specific date, you can use it over and over and over again. So is it more valuable as a reinforcement? I mean, clearly saying a major media outlet took the time to interview me lends to your authority which is obviously one of the key things that you need if you're going to go sell something to somebody. You need to have empathy and authority and then a good story. Is it more useful as a reinforcement or as a starting point or does it depend? You know, I think it's, I don't know if the word is reinforcement. I think it's almost growing brand awareness and growing reputation. So I think that by having those messages and those messages highlighted by the press and press varies. It doesn't always have to be the top, top tier media outlet. It could be a media outlet that's important to your audience and reaching your audience. And I always joke with people, I don't know about you, but I read that throwaway newspaper in my driveway every week. Now, everyone around the country gets those freebie throwaways, right? You have that? Sure. Yeah. Everybody does. So, I read that every week because I want to know what's going on in my community. So there could be an interesting article in that freebie throwaway about a local business that I didn't know anything about. Well, that gives me the opportunity as a business person or as a consumer to then reach out to that business. If I didn't read that article in that free throwaway, I wouldn't have necessarily known about that business. So everything from the free throwaway to daily newspapers, to glossy magazines, to radio, television, blogs, online news sites, podcasts, social media, video channels, these are all ways to reach your target audiences. So whether you're a business-to-business client or a business-to-consumer client, you have audiences to reach using the value of public relations. So if you were an insurance broker or you had an insurance agency and you were helping employers with their employee benefits, why might you seek out the resources that a firm like yours offers? So when it comes to the topic of that, of employee benefits and insurance, it's a question that people are asking today because we are in this COVID-19 pandemic time. What are those benefits? What do you have that the other guy doesn't have? Why should a company move their benefits to your insurance agency? But if you're out there telling that story of the why, I communicate that story. I, I lead the horse to water, so to speak. 
with that story, we can talk about that. And people are reading that in a trade publication, a business publication, a general newspaper, or hearing about it on a radio show, a podcast, a TV show, etc. That is then giving the opportunity for those types of companies to say, you know what, I don't have this employee benefit opportunity for my employees. Maybe I should be looking to a different insurance company, the one that's being quoted, to tell me a little bit how they can help my clients and my employees in that way. So it's really a question of what is the topic, whatever insurance topic there might be, what are you offering to your employees so that they feel, because so many employees are having their salaries cut, they're furloughed during these difficult times, insurance is key to everyone because Even though they're being furloughed, they want to make sure they have insurance because they want to be able to protect themselves and their families. So there's a story to be told that could help get the message out in the press about these different insurance tips that you'd be giving. So once you determine what somebody's story is, do you then come up with different angles for pitching to different media sources or different constituencies? And what's that process like? The process of pitching in public relations is like a hamster on a wheel. (laughs) You're constantly going and going and going and looking for different angles. So, for instance, in Andrea Pass Public Relations, I work two ways. I work reactively, meaning I subscribe to databases and newsletters that I am getting all day long with reporters looking for experts to quote on specific topics. So I would then get in touch with the client or the insurance agent and say, listen, here's a topic that this publication is writing about right now. Give me a statement and I will pitch that to that publication. So using a non-insurance example, I'm working with someone who actually has a college consultancy, helping families with the process of navigating colleges, especially during these times. So someone was writing a story about seniors in high school, should they take a gap year? Well, I pitched my client who talks about colleges. She was then selected for the interview. I helped her prepare for the interview. The interview went well, and now the story should be running in the next week or so. So That was being reactive because I knew about a reporter who was covering a story. Same would hold true in insurance. Someone's covering a story. There might be an angle that we can work in, an insurance angle. I pitch that story reactively, and we wait and see if the journalist will accept it. Proactively, I subscribe to many databases. That's my financial overhead is subscribing to all of this as a PR person. I subscribe. I find reporters who cover different topics because I consider myself a PI in PR. I'm a private investigator researching public relations opportunities. So through my databases and through my resources, I find someone And I pitch those stories that we've already discussed to that person to see if they'd be interested. And an example of that is I have a new client that just wrote a book. I found a specific reporter for the CBS National News based out of the West Coast who covers topics pertaining to this book. He loved the pitch. And now we're working on lining up the interview. So that's the proactive way of working in public relations. So if somebody engages the services of a publicist, is there a list of deliverables? That's a tough question. Public relations is not a guarantee. 
any PR firm that guarantees you something is lying. They're misrepresenting themselves because we are not working with pay to play. If you want to work with pay to play, I can guarantee you something for paid opportunities. And there are many editorial paid opportunities. That's not the way I personally work. So I let you know what I will work on. And most of my clients see interviews being booked within the first few days because that's why I went out to start my own consultancy. I'm me, myself, and I. I'm a solopreneur and I want to get the job done. So a client that just started two days ago already has two potential interviews because I've been out there pitching. So we've got about a minute or two left. And and assuming that maybe somebody is out there in this broad world of employee benefits that listens to the podcast, and they're not quite ready to take the step to have somebody in PR help them, but they want to create better relationships, let's say with their local media, what are one or two things that they might do that would help them? Well, I think right now, most media outlets are not scheduling getting to know you phone calls. They are overwhelmed with what's going on in the, in the press. So to find that business writer at your local publication to shoot an email and say, okay, here I am. This is what I do. Short little paragraph. And here are four bullets of topics I can talk about. You can certainly send them an email and that could be on file for that person to know that you are there for them. The most important thing for your audience in insurance is making sure that you are in touch with your major compliance department to make sure you have the ability to do public relations on your own without going through corporate. Right. For those folks who are practicing in a large organization, that would be a great thing to do before you get in trouble. Exactly. Exactly. So if you are not working for a large organization and you can get out there on your own and talk about things because the other guy can't, now is the time to start public relations. You don't want to wait for a time that you think it'll fit in later. It should be part of your marketing budget and it can happen now. And a good public relations person can start within a day or two. It doesn't take much time because we know how to pitch and we know how to get the message across. And that's a great place to end our conversation. Fascinating, Andrea, and we hope you'll come back. This is Andrea Pass, owner of Andrea Pass Public Relations. Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. Thank you so much for having me. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Shift Shaper Strategies and may not be reproduced or quoted in whole or in part without our express written permission. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. 